0: welcome you're listening to chick Flicks film club episode three and today we are talking about ghostbusters 2016 and oceans 8 the theme is gender flipping franchises good or bad and i am evita i'm lauren and i'm the other lauren <laughs> so should we just start with ghostbusters
1: <laughs> yeah sure
0: Ghostbusters, also known as Ghostbusters Answer the Call, is a 2016 all-female cast reboot of the iconic 1984 comedy of the same name. The movie is directed by Paul Feig, written by him and Katie Dippel, and stars Melissa McCarthy, Kristen Wiig, Kate McKinnon and Leslie Jones in the roles of the four Ghostbusters. Following a ghost invasion of Manhattan, paranormal enthusiasts Aaron Gilbert, Wiig, Abby Yates, McCarthy, nuclear engineer Gillian Holtzman, McKinnon, and subway worker Patty Tolan Jones, band together to stop the otherworldly ghostly thread. Now, ever since the movie was first announced, it was met with a whirlwind of outrage. Five years later, the original trailer currently stands with 320,000 likes and 1.1 million dislikes. Comments underneath reads, so we can make an all, a Charlie's Angel reboot with an all-male cast? This looks amazing! It's almost as good as Sharknado in my opinion. When I have a bad day, I come here to see the dislikes and I smile knowing there are still normal people out there. This ain't Ghostbusters, this is an abomination. Who am I gonna call? The original cast to apologize for this garbage. But there are some that call for genuine criticism of the choice to gender flip the franchise. One person said I don't understand how Hollywood is constantly talking about girl power, but never ever trust women to build new franchises from the ground up. It's always a fucking spin-off or reboot of a previously male fra- male-led franchise. Now, this was just a trailer. Let's talk about the actual movie, how it was received, and how we perceived it. Lauren Piscothy, do you want to go on to the ratings?
1: Sure, yes. So, this... Film has a picture-parody rating of 5.5 out of 10, so a little bit better than half. Um, IMDb, 6.7 out of 10. And then on Rotten Tomatoes, the critic score is 74%, and the audience score is 49%. Uh, So, you know, huge Mm -hmm. difference there.
0: Yeah, quite a split.
1: Yeah, yeah. And some of the audience reviews are, uh, you know, kind of split.
0: Yes. I think it's, it's a pretty interesting one. Um, Lauren, do you want to, um, uh, other Lauren, do you want to kick it off with, uh, your, your thoughts, uh, first impressions of the movie?
2: Okay. Um, well, first thing, so my dad really likes the, um, older one. So I watched it with him and I just think like the movie itself was really iconic because of like the CGI use, like for its time and whatnot. Um, and cause it was like funny and whatever but I never really liked the original movie. So I was kind of going into this one just kind of like, you know, I don't I don't really want to watch this. I had to force myself to watch it because of this podcast because I never <laughs> saw it when it came out.
0: Same. Um,
2: at first I was kind of excited because like I really like all this like entire group of women on SNL. They're always really funny on there. I'm always excited to see what they're going to do. Um, so I thought, you know, this one's going to be just as funny as the original, but like automatically, like, like five minutes in, I was just kind of like, okay, you know, like, it's just not going to be, it just wasn't very, like, impressive from the beginning, it didn't really, it was really boring, like, from the beginning, I don't know, it just, like, was really boring at the beginning, no, yeah, it definitely didn't, I just kind of had to, like, sit there and be, like, I'm gonna watch this for Chris Hemsworth, so.
0: (laughs) Right, how about you, other Lauren? (laughs) Um, so, I
1: I did like the original uh, series and I was really excited when they announced this coming out. Also, I think it's interesting that this movie came out in 2016, given the uh, political climate. Oh, yes. uh, it seems That's... like kind of maybe the worst time to make an all-female <laughs> remake of uh, Ghostbusters. But yeah, I went into it really excited and I did really enjoy it. I, I definitely could see what you mean about it, not maybe hooking you. But it's interesting because I um, I was reading about, because, you know, all this stuff came out with the Zack Snyder cut of, it, DC? Yeah, Justice
0: League. The Justice yeah. League yeah. yeah,
1: whatever, one of the million superhero movies. Um, but then Paul Feig tweeted that the original cut of this movie was, like, three and a half hours or something like that, like the director's cut. And, like, in this, the film release that, you know, the wide release of it, they left out a lot of the backstory, uh, particularly of Kristen Wiggs' character. So I feel like maybe that could be where, you know, where the story is lacking and definitely like watching it again. The first time I really enjoyed it. But the second time, you know, I did find myself getting slightly bored a little bit, but I did still enjoy it. And I thought also that, I don't know, maybe I'm overthinking this, but the idea that these women are like seeing ghosts and no, no one believes them and then they're discredited and they're not allowed to speak out. I was like, that's actually a really interesting theme to play with just as them being all female ghostbusters. And I thought that that kind of elevated the plot a little bit, but I definitely think like character wise, they all could have been fleshed out a bit more. Like, you know, Kate McKinnon's character, we don't really know anything about her. And that's kind of what, you know, that lends to the comedy of the film, but you know they could have played more with the individual characters
0: yeah yeah I, I don't know I, I think this was an interesting one I should mention um uh, so the original Ghostbusters directed by even Reitman, uh came out in 1984 it kind of became very very iconic very quickly again as uh Lauren you said like about the CGI like that was very huge for its time um and then it had a sequel, Ghostbusters 2, also directed by Evan Reitman, which got considerably lower uh, ratings. I actually listed them down below. So the original one had 97% of Run Tomato critic score uh, and 7.8 on IMDb. So that was very high. And the sequel had 53% critics and 6.6% out of 10 on imdb so there was a huge drop and people just didn't like and i think that's important in this conversation because people like oh this movie is ruining the original and it's like well the sequel that already had kind of a mediocre sequel you know so maybe maybe think of it as like a comparison to the sequel rather than the original and see how you can kind of level up from that instead of comparing it to a very very iconic original but I just thought that was worth bringing into the conversation because these are both both of the movies we're going to be talking about are, you know, spinoffs from big franchises. Um, I think this movie's fine. <laughs> I think this movie is it's a good movie. I think it's... Uh, I think it... I didn't really... I didn't enjoy it personally because I don't think I'm really the target audience. I think the target audience was kind of all over the place also a little bit. Um... I think the humor, not really my style, I think is maybe just a bit immature. Um, and, and I don't know, there's something just that I I didn't really click with it, but I think it's a fine movie. I think it's a totally fine, entertaining movie. Um, and, 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 and yeah, I don't know. I personally, I wish they leaned a bit more into how, you know, yeah, yeah, how they're all, you know, women. Um, but I don't think they... I doubt they expected how much backlash they were going to get for this movie. I didn't. I don't think they knew how brutal people were going to be. And I think, as you said, that it coming out in 2016 probably had a lot to do with it. Like, emotions yeah. were high, you know? If you were mm-hmm. feeling something, you were feeling it a lot. And if they had known that that would be the conversation around the movie and that it wouldn't be viewed as a funny kids' movies about ghosts, you know? Then yeah. it maybe would have been different, but...
1: Yeah, you know, it's some... At some points I was like, hmm, did they mean to release this now? Or cause like in one of the opening scenes when they're after they post the first like ghost video on YouTube, Kristen Wake reads one of the comments by accident. It said, like, these bitches can't can't hunt ghosts, you know. So it seems like that was them anticipating the feedback that they were going to get. Um, but yeah, it's it's very interesting. It like. I think it just was meant to be like a family movie, like, you know, like a fun. But also, I think because it was an all female reboot, people were like, oh, this is a feminist, like, you know, their women are trying to take everything. They can't be Ghostbusters. Like, that's our thing. <laughs> Which, you know, part of it is like, well, I mean, yeah they can be Ghostbusters but like can't they just can't we just make something new maybe and have that be something that stands on its own yeah yeah that's I
0: I think um I think I'm sure we'll get around to like talking about IPs and originality and things like that later on but I, I think they wanted to make just a family movie just like the same the original Ghostbusters was it wasn't like a mature movie or anything it's just a movie it's just a funny comedy and I think that's what they wanted to make and I think that's what they made but because of the heightened like political state of 2016 it was like either oh this is a feminist film like look at us we're women and we're doing this or oh look at these SJWs trying to take everything and turn on its head you know and there was like no no one was really just like oh this is a reboot of a movie Here we go, you know.
1: Like, relax, guys. Like, this doesn't erase the original movie. (laughs) Not at all. Because that was like the sentiment of so many, you know, guys on the internet who were like, "What? What? What? No, these women can't be (laughs) Ghostbusters. (laughs)
2: Ghostbusters? No. I don't. I don't think so. Start taking over. Yeah. It's like,
1: what? Relax. It's a movie. (laughs)
2: Yeah. It's yeah. Um, like you mentioned before I think like what really was missing from the whole movie was just like like backstories honestly it was like the one thing I felt like I really needed because like the most we got from Kristen Wiig's character was like when she saw the ghost as a kid and that just kind of gave like depth to her relationship with Melissa McCarthy's character but otherwise it was just like nothing like the guy she was dating in the beginning like it just like didn't mean like anything at all you know it just I feel like for them to have like for you know because like like you said like the movie's like kind of like like a mindless laugh sort of a movie it's not really meant to be anything deeper than that you know but I feel like it just could have added a little more that you know
1: yeah and that was one of the things that was cut out of the movie was there apparently was a whole arc between Kristen Wiig and her boyfriend that they just kind of scrapped and I think also in the original um you know one of the appeals of it was Bill Murray and Sigourney Weaver like their thing because you know a romantic subplot is just, it's, you know, it's engaging. It's always fun. Yeah. It's engaging. But, and also, like, I think that that would have added to the movie just in terms of, like, you know, seeing a romantic partnership from, like, the woman's side, also. But I have to say, I do also really love Kevin. <laughs>
2: yes I like please. the idea of, like in.
1: yes I love the idea too like the hot secretary is just this dumb guy because it's always the opposite you know it's like the 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 hot bimbo who works at the front like she's only hired for her looks you know and he did it so
2: well too he, he did, did. <laughs> yeah like yeah.
0: well Like, I think what <laughs> kind of bothers me about the fact that this is an all-female-led cast and then you have Chris Hemsworth, and he just happens to get like the best character in the movie. Kind of like I was like, because we don't know anything about him, but he's funny. I feel like he's got the best lines. Yeah. Like I feel like he kind of is like for me, he was the only thing I really enjoyed about it. I know that I'm not the target audience for this movie. I found <laughs> I want to talk about this too. I found the humor a bit weird. Um, I found sometimes yeah. like the acting was very like um like how you would see on kids' TV. But at the same time, mm-hmm. there were a lot of, like, very sexual jokes, yeah, constantly, and I'm like, who is this for? Like, I couldn't really place it, you know what I mean? I was struggling yeah. with because, like, Yeah, because
2: I really thought I was just like, you know, this movie's, like, funny, like, for kids, right? Like, I feel like I'm overanalyzing it because it's for kids. But then, like, they'd say things, and I'm like, a child would not understand this. This isn't for a kid you know what i'm saying like yeah
0: like and it's also not innuendos you know because i feel like every animated movie has innuendos where it's supposed to be for the adults so they can chuckle but this was very Mm. blatant at places like Mm -hmm. very blatant while also making those jokes in a very childlike manner i don't know it was off-putting to me a little bit
1: Like maybe they were trying to replicate because you know in the 80s like when you think of Back to the Future and like all these like classic movies, Ghostbusters, they had that sort of like cartoonish element to it, but then also were inappropriate, had, like had underlying things. I feel like they were trying to mimic that, but that doesn't work in 2016.
0: Yeah. You know, yeah.
1: like mm-hmm. the tone was just not like, I don't think it was fully modernized, you know, in the way that it yeah. probably should have been. And I think it's interesting now that there's a new Ghostbusters movie coming out. And it's, it'll be interesting to see what direction they take that in, you know?
0: Yeah. <laughs> it's just, like, um, I think you really nailed it with that. I think it was very, um, I guess the best way to describe it was, like, overacted, which was how comedies were done back then and i think the cgi i thought some people uh, say like oh the cgi is really bad but i'm like no they it looks like the original like they're trying to pay homage to the original by having yeah. these like by having this slime you know where it looks kind of like not real because like that's i think that was part of the charm
1: yeah i think they tried to please everyone and as a result never like locked yeah. down a target audience
0: yeah i think that's generally the problem with these franchises with the reboots with everything being based off ip nowadays is the fact that a lot of them are family kids movies but the people who remember the original one and the people who are gonna go watch it aren't kids anymore and so they're not gonna enjoy that kind of kids humor anymore like space jam
1: <laughs> yeah which the first one like you know if you watch the first one it's like was that even that good or were you just a child like
0: yeah it's just nostalgia and then now you're crit- you have like a critical mind you know and and then you just don't enjoy it
2: cuz you're overanalyzing it you're not like watching it like with monkey child
0: brain anymore
2: you know
1: <laughs> exactly also- exactly and then also obviously it became about them being all women and we all know when there's a movie starring women and then it doesn't do well Then that becomes like, oh, well, this movie didn't do well. So why should that one do well? You know? So it's like the stakes are a lot higher. And so I'm sure that, you know, the pressure must have been like the pressure alone of just it being a reboot of this classic movie and then it being an all female cast, which, you know, even not even thinking about them being all women, the original starred a bunch of like very popular SNL people. And that's what they did in this one too. Like, they literally did the same thing. It's the same formula, essentially, but I think the pressure was just...
2: It was definitely, like, a lot to live up to. Yeah. So, like, they really tried, like, doing, like, they just, like, really tried doing everything, because I remember when I was, like, talking about it with my dad, he was, like, even down to, like, the characters, they're basically all the same. Like, it's the same thing, and I feel like they could have maybe just, like, changed that a little to make it fit, like, like you said, like, 2016 standards at that
0: point yeah sorry I'm just trying to find out like when this movie went into development because I think that plays a role into it um and it looks like it the new script it they were were working on like various sequels for a long time but um what kind of seems to be the root of this one started in 2010 and they say they wanted to target a younger audience um and so that makes a lot of sense for sense for for what happened and and Mm -hmm. again I think in my honest opinion, I I think it's just a a perfectly fine movie. Um, And I think it's entertaining. It's entertaining more than anything. It's not trying to be a a critical piece on, on feminism or anything like that. I think it could have done that really well if it had known what would happen when they announced it. If they had known the shitstorm people would throw at them for it because it was like brutal. Like I remember when it came out, but also like I was there... I was at the peak of like my um, very, very radical feminist self, you know, where I was like (laughs) 14 or something like that. And I was like, oh, like, but even then I was like, I I heard people in like the circles I was in being like, oh, they're just trying to make this movie. And they're just using like feminism as an exploitative tool. That was kind of the conversation there. And so it seemed like nobody was really that into it. Altogether, like I didn't watch it because people were saying in my circles that they were exploiting it, uh, that they were exploiting it, that there were m- women in the cast, and it doesn't do that at all. Yeah, like mm, that's it's not, not trying really. to be like, oh, we are women, we can do it too, you know. I think it could have had a lot of like satirical elements on all the men who were really mad at this movie if they'd known that would happen, but mm-hmm. I don't think it was trying to be that at all. Yeah
1: no I think you're exactly right
0: um
1: so so
2: yeah
0: (laughs) any any other thoughts on the movie
2: um I I thought it was like funny at the beginning and like I said it didn't really hook me but it was kind of like you know like that like exhale sort of a laugh but I did not laugh out loud until Chris Hemsworth came on screen no joke it's just like he was just so funny I don't know why it was just like just so like satisfying to see him like be so stupid and like just it was the funniest thing ever because it was like such a simple concept for him to to be like the like himbo secretary you know but god it was just hilarious because like he was just doing the he was just doing the dumbest things and it was so funny um but i actually liked it like at the end i did like it because it was just kind of like it was just funny it was just a fun watch but it didn't really it wasn't supposed to be that deep like we all thought it was like i said like in 2016 I didn't watch it basically because it didn't interest me and like as a protest for like feminism you know but obviously now that's like really stupid I did that because it was kind of fun. See
1: that's interesting because I did the opposite I was like oh well now I'm gonna see this movie if I, if all these guys are being like annoying about it like I'm gonna see it and I'm gonna tell people that I that's saw fine.
0: it. That's because you it. had a critical mind and, uh, and yeah. I was just <laughs> like oh people are saying this is a bad movie I'm not gonna watch it you know. Yeah, people like, are saying that they're using that feminism house. yeah exactly so i think That's that funny. was like a <laughs> a big part of it but the whole situation is just really odd people got really really mad at it like i think yeah. it was one of their worst just initial receptions to the idea um I mean, it's got its own controversy site on Wikipedia that's like longer than any of the other parts, you know.
1: Oh my gosh, that's Uh, just so crazy! It's like, relax. It's just a fun movie. Like, they're not making remaking Schindler's List with all women. Like, it's fine.
0: (laughs) I guess. I guess uh, the our general consensus is it's a fun movie. It's a fun (laughs) movie, and
1: like, women should just be allowed to make fun dumb movies too because exactly. men have made way too many so mm-hmm. let's all relax yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. And, and I think I think this is it's a better movie than Ghostbusters 2 I will say that it's a better movie than Ghostbusters 2 so I think in that end it kind of you know it got better if we were talking about it as a franchise you know yeah. it kind of worked up from that mm-hmm. so yeah yeah I think people just need to all right so so should we do our feminist or not um take then what What do you all think
2: um I think yeah because like it just kind of did like whatever it wanted and I think that's what matters you know
1: yeah I agree yeah because it's just yeah. the women being
0: goofy like, so, like yeah so because
2: like, like they did it in the other movie like you guys said like it doesn't matter it was dumb either way you know
0: yeah it's not I- that deep I think the the production of the movie and just like the making of a feminist yeah I don't know if the like story itself is feminist I don't think so yeah. but I think the concept of like the idea of them just doing this you know the production it's behind pretty, it pretty. even though the picture parody rating is very low like yeah. considerably low um you know
1: I feel like part of that could be because I don't know if you notice this um but I watch a lot of The Office you could see that like you know, Paul Feig directed lots of episodes of The Office, and then you see people like mm-hmm. that were involved. So I think it was like more so a case of people who know other people, and like you know, like I don't know, but they still should have included more women. It I was think also, it should have been directed by a woman.
0: Yes, but, you know. yes, I agree. Uh, but they were probably like you know, in the state of 2016, it's like, oh, do we have an all-female cast or do we have a female director? It's like, you can't really have yeah, those. can't or.
1: have stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I think I think that was probably part of it. But um, another thing is that this is really the first very mainstream blockbuster. Birds of Prey was a blockbuster, but it wasn't that mainstream in tone or anything like this. This was just trying to be a mainstream a summer blockbuster family film so I think that probably plays into the production of it meanwhile yeah. the other ones we've watched I've pretty much been on indie level and so you know with women behind the scenes there's more control there
1: yeah no I think you're exactly right
0: um so so yeah all right <laughs> that's <laughs> nice. Ghostbusters 2016 okay. um available to rent on demand believe it's also on
1: netflix if you're in the uk not sure about in the u.s
0: is it no why did i why did i why did i rent yeah why didn't it not come up it's on netflix oh my god (laughs) Uh, no i'm sorry i should have told you no no that's on me like how did i miss that you're not one of those people who
1: commented uh who made the review and said like i want my money back and go you.
0: Uh. Uh, uh, no, all right. Well, <laughs> on two, Ocean's Eight.
2: Oh, don't even get me started. Ooh. I love this movie, just like straight up. I'm biased. Okay,
1: when you said don't even get me started, I thought you were gonna go a different way. I thought you were
0: gonna go. No, <laughs> no, yeah, I know, Oh I'm my just, god, like, god so, no. I'm, I'm just so thrilled. I love this movie. <laughs> Oceans 8 is a 2018 spin-off from Steven Soderbergh's crime franchise, Oceans. It's directed by Gary Ross, written by Ross and Olivia Milch, and stars a glowing ensemble cast of Sandra Bullock, Kate Blanchett, Rihanna, Awkwafina, Mindy Carling, Helena Bonham Carter, Anne Hathaway, and Sarah Paulson. The summary reads as follows. Five years, eight months, twelve days, and counting. That's how long Debbie Ocean, Bullock, has been devising the biggest heist of her life. She knows what it's going to take—a team of the best people in the field, starting with her partner in crime Lou Miller, Blanchett. Together, they recruit a crew of specialists, including jeweler Amita, Colling, street con Constance, Alkofina, suburban mom Tammy, Paulson; hacker Nineball, Rihanna, and fashion designer Rose, Carter. Their target—a necklace that's worth more than hundred and fifty million. While this movie was also met with some misogyny charged comments, it was still received much better than the Ghostbusters reboot and made just under $300 million at the box office with a $70 million budget. Let's get into it. Ratings, anyone, anyone?
1: Ratings, okay, so picture Parody again, 5.5 out of 10, just above half. IMDb, 6.3 out of 10. Rotten Tomatoes, critic re- the critic score is 69% and the audience score is 45%. So again, kind of the same wheelhouse ratings-wise and reviews-wise. Actually, was.
0: pretty much, yeah. That's interesting. Let me just go over the original franchise. Um so the uh, Ocean's 11, which is the first one from 2001, uh, all of these are directed by Steven Soderbergh. Uh the critic score on Rotten Tomatoes for the original one is 83, audience 80, IMDb 7.7. Ocean's 12, we see a bit of a dip. Critic score 53, audience score 60, IMDb 6.5. Ocean's 13, the last one from 2007, Critic score sixty nine percent, so the same as this one. Uh, audience score seventy five percent, so quite a lot higher. And IMDb six point nine, so just interesting, interesting. Um, Lauren, I know you said you don't want to get started, but please do get started. Mm-hmm.
2: Okay. Well, first things first. I really like because, like, I feel like sometimes a lot of issues with like these um, is that they try to like either like make like just like an exact female version of the male version of the character but I like that they created like a new universe but like within the same one does that make sense so like it's not like they created like a whole new group of like women who like commit crime you know it was just like like in order to keep it in the title and everything it was like oh look it's Danny Ocean but it's his sister Debbie Ocean which I feel like makes sense because it's just kind of like it keeps it like in the same sort of general area but it creates something new with like more possibilities um and like first things first like I remember when I watched the movie was I really liked that George Clooney isn't in this movie I don't know if maybe they just couldn't get him to get on there or something or if it was like on purpose because like they mentioned his character obviously but I love that he's not in the movie because it doesn't overshadow Sandra Bullock, who's like incredible and all the wonderful, incredibly talented actresses in this. So I just like straight up love that George Clooney did not even show up, which is, you know, sad because like we love, but like, it's just like for the sake of like the characters and everything. I love that he just wasn't there to overshadow it because like, I mean she's the titular character it's like in the last name it's in the whole thing and I like that she just had like the whole movie to herself but they still had like cameos you know from like the other characters um I forgot I always forget his name but the like the one of the older guys kind of shows up and talks to her which is like ooh, look like they know each other you know but it's not there to overshadow her character at all love just love the loved love that <laughs>
0: yeah I I really I I like I love heist movies I just do Um, I have some logistical issues with the ending like (laughs) but if you like end it at a certain point I think it's a really good movie Uh, I think Debbie's character as as Sandra Bullock's character is so well done like the first few scenes you know on her parole meeting and then the next scene where she's like stealing uh, all of this stuff like that was such a good such a like such a good combination of scenes and it really just immediately you understand who this woman is you know and i think there is something nice about it you know in the beginning you do have let's talk about oh you know this means that you won't be able to be in contact with most of your extended family and so while they don't go into details if you know you know but you also don't have to know you you could watch this as any other heist movie that's the thing i like this could be like if you you could change the title you could change her name and it would be just a completely separate one. Um, yeah. but yeah, I, I was entertained by this movie <laughs> overall.
1: Yeah. I know you're a and bit more critical though. Who me? Yeah. I I enjoyed it. Um I don't know. I don't know. I liked it. Um, but I think I agree with what you guys are saying about it being a continuation and not like it it is a reboot, but not really. It's more of a spin-off yeah yeah and that's what I a lot of people said that you know with Ghostbusters it should have been a continuation and not a reboot and now that's what they're doing with the new Ghostbusters so like I agree that I think it's it's nice that you can completely detach this movie from all the previous movies because I have I've actually not seen any of the original I just wanted to see this one because you know the cast looked amazing and yeah and um also about you know George Clooney's Spoiler alert, if anyone hasn't seen it, um, he dies. And I like the idea of like, you know, in so many movies the female characters are, you know, they die to advance the male character's story. And I like that it's kind of the opposite. (laughs) And he doesn't steal the
0: spotlight. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I I also like on the note, I think it's a good revenge movie too. You know, getting back at the guy who threw you into jail. Who stabbed you in the back? I like that. I can, I can, I, I can be on board with that. Um, again, like it kind of falls apart for me at the end when they start to add all the other necklaces to it, and when it's like, oh, she, like, she was, like, Sandra Bullock's character was there, but. And they know she's a criminal, but she's in all the pictures, so she couldn't have done anything. She's just at the med Gala for no reason yeah. at all. And it's like, <laughs> you should investigate this a bit more. Like, please, like with this, like what, like please.
1: The logic kind <laughs> of falls apart there. I agree, but I will say my critique of it is that, like, while I love Sandra Bullock's character, they kind of do push aside all the women of color in the movie. Like mm-hmm. I was really intrigued by obviously Nineball, Rihanna <laughs> and Mindy Kaling and Aquafina. you know, their characters are really interesting and they didn't really explore them. They're just kind of there to push Sandy Bullock on her revenge train, <laughs> you know, like, I, I don't know that that's a little like, it's a little white feminist in a way. And so like, while I enjoyed the movie and I did like it, that element of it, I didn't love um but yeah
0: yeah I wish they would have because it is still even though they all come with their separate skills it does seem like Debbie Ocean Center Bullock that her character is kind of deciding everything and they aren't really bringing their own takes on it it's not like hey I obviously nine ball she does say like hey you should fix like your security system but beyond that it seems like debbie has a plan and they are just there to carry it out and they just they don't like say oh no actually this is what we should do which i think could bring in their own like just bring in more influence from them and not just have them be like chess pieces but traditionally in heist movies th- that's how it is you know you have the mastermind and then ev- every other character kind of just fulfills that purpose um but yeah, yeah i think it's, it's like- about critique
2: Yeah, because like in the original ones, that's kind of how that works, anyways. Um, Which I think like maybe they could have changed in this one, but like Evita said, that's kind of how that kind of just like works. And like as much as they all have like their unique set of skills that makes them all individuals, I feel like as much as they dug into Debbie's backstory, they could have done a little more work on everyone else's, especially like the women of color, since it's like kind of important that they're there. Yeah. But otherwise, I thought it was just kind of like. I thought it was a, um, a really nice, like collaboration, I think.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like I, you could even do it in a way that you're connecting it to Debbie. Like for instance, how did she know Mindy Kaling's character? Like, I was like, how did she even know her? You know, like I wanted more backstory and even just like showing the meeting or something and giving more context into their relationship would have told us more about her character too. But I did really enjoy it. And I also liked that in Hathaway's character, I love how I can't remember any of their names. <laughs> um, Kluger, I, I
0: think. Oh, yeah, Daphne, 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 Daphne. I was gonna Kluger. say Diane
1: Kluger. <laughs> <laughs> um because Diane Kruger, that's like a person, right? I don't know. Anyway, I think she's a Daphne Kluger. Well. Oh, okay. Sorry, Diane, if you're listening to this. Hi. <laughs> no, but I liked that um, Daphne Kluger, that they kind of <laughs> they introduced her as like this kind of ditzy character and then she's in on it in the end like I liked that aspect of like oh, okay well they're not just gonna make her out to be some like you know
0: just a bombshell that's, yeah. yeah
1: yeah like all the women are, are in it together is yeah
0: mm-hmm. I, I like that element, but again I feel like if they had I love when they're walking down the stairs and you can see their earrings, their bracelets, and they've gotten away with it. If they ended the movie there, (laughs) I would have been like, good job. But then once they start explaining the rest, once she, you know, they find out that she was at the Met Gala impersonating a German actor... Like, surely that's a parole violation of some sort. Yeah. Like, like that's where it just doesn't work anymore. And heist movies, the best thing about a heist movie is when you're, like, blown away by, like, how it works. And it kind of ends there. And I'm like, if that just ended the movie there, that would would have been
1: fine. I agree. Yeah, I feel like with certain movies, once you try to understand, like, the world and the logic that they exist in like for instance um in a uh, quiet place like once you try and figure out like okay how do these creatures get here and wait what do they do and they can't swim and it's like okay now I'm now I'm losing the story a little bit but you're right like once if they did that it would the logic part would be you know it would help yeah it would help me uh suspend
0: I would have just been like satisfied mm. at the end meanwhile I'm like yeah. wait a minute but you know I think it was an entertaining movie I think it was an entertaining mm-hmm. heist movie I mm-hmm. think I. it's very again visually
2: satisfying
0: yes I love the Sumans I love the classic transitions very very early 2000s I really like that part
1: yeah yeah because you know again like Ghostbusters they have to pay homage mm-hmm. to the franchise that it belongs to i think so, did that. I, mm-hmm. yeah i mean i haven't seen the original so i'm gonna agree with you anyway Well, oh, just watch
0: just watch oceans 11 uh, i think you know the other ones are okay i really like the one
2: with Catherine zeta jones she shines in that
0: true very true also yeah. Kate Blanchett is so hot in this movie. Her outfits so cool.
1: I was like, every outfit she put on, I was like, she looks so fucking cool. She's like, what fifty? Like, if I wore that, I would look insane. I would look absolutely crazy. Mm.
0: She just, (laughs) ah, so good. Like the costumes (laughs) here, I love it. The other thing I really liked about this movie and the fact that you know, it's not, it's not a um, gender flip switch thing cuz it's again it's a spin off with yeah. you know a character from the original concept um it's the thing that they there's a lot there's a logical um it's a logical choice for them all to be women she says you know when Kate Blanchett's character whose name i cannot remember says you know how about this guy she says a he gets noticed, a she gets ignored, and for once we want to be ignored. Which I think is excellent mm. and such a great way of bringing that into it and making it, like it it makes fully sense whether all women. It's a choice, you know? Yes. It uses how women are viewed as weak and not really, yeah. uh, you know, Also suspicious. their choice to, mm-hmm.
1: to rob the Met Gala. I
2: heard, when it first came out, I uh, heard a lot, some people had like issues that it was like, oh, women? have to like it's like the highs because it's like fashion because they're like women I did hear that quite a bit when it first came out but I, I that. think <laughs> that they use that like femininity to that advantage because like that is so clever to rob like it's just I just thought it was so clever because they just like use what they could you know like Them being women, the fact that they could like get into this really easily—like, what what man could you just see get into the Met Gala for like fashion purposes? Of course, you know Mm -hmm, it just mm -hmm. just felt just so nicely.
0: Yeah, and it was a conscious choice. You know, it was a conscious choice for characters as well. It wasn't just like again very girl bossy let's make this movie but have all the same characters and just make them women instead which kind of yeah. was the thing that happened in Ghostbusters a little mm. bit with the characters are very very yes. similar but here you have very unique different characters again I wish we had more and again I'm like I want a sh- I want a series with this you know I want an episode that delves into each character's background I'm just like this yeah. is why I love television so much more because mm-hmm. you get the mm-hmm. characters and it's so difficult when you have an ensemble of like so many people you know
1: yeah no it's so true I have to say I also I was one of the people who was like oh they gotta rob a fashion thing like but now like obviously Mm -hmm. you know that I'm a little bit older and a little bit wiser (laughs) (laughs) I you know recognize that they're just using and I love that quote that you yeah recited
0: (laughs) I just wrote it down because I was like oh yes yes this is it
1: (laughs) No, that like explains the entire premise of the mm-hmm. movie so perfectly.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it it makes sense. You know, it's not just a, a, a cheap marketing tool. It makes a lot of sense for the movie and they integrate it into the plot, you know, which yeah, I and really it's, like.
1: It's kind of empowering, too, because I feel like sometimes there's this weird messaging when it comes to feminism that like, oh, well, Don't be too effeminate. Like, you know, and so, like, and I like that they're all feminine in their own way. Like, they're not all the same type of, like, you know, like they all dressed their own way and they all expressed their femininity in their own way. And so I think that that's really cool.
2: I remember Anne Hathaway in like some interview was mentioning that she felt like really bad about her body because she had just had her son. But I think it was the director that was like, no, like, we want like, as many different body types as we can like have here and like like now that you're mentioning that like it's just like it's just it was so nice that they did that like like on purpose but not in like a to satisfy the audience way but in just like no like this needs to be like normal do you know what I'm saying Mm -hmm. like it just it shouldn't have to be a specific way that it should be made and another thing that I really liked about it was that it kind of gave you like the douchebag ex boyfriend sort of <laughs> trope, but that most of her revenge wasn't because of like the romantic interest. Yeah, it was just uh-huh. like this mm-hmm. guy just screwed her over, like in a yeah. business sense. And I just thought that was like really solid because it just kind of gave us like the drama of like, ooh, the ex, but it was also like, like just like, you know, men are, men suck, you know, like that's just yeah. kind of like what that came to the conclusion too because like i'll feel like in a lot of like movies where like women are driven to do something like in the revenge sort of area it's because like a man broke her heart or like you know did something to her that was like more like sentimental you know but no like she was just like no like you screwed me over
1: you know yeah. like this you
2: sent me to jail if you will <laughs> yes. yeah exactly like
0: i'd be mad too you know. yes. yeah yeah i'd be
1: pissed good for mm-hmm. her
0: <laughs> yeah Oh, um, sorry i just had another one where it's like oh my god this person was in it too sarah paulson and her oh, character yeah. i love Crap. that they had a mom her. in it i love that they had a mom in it and then she was like a mom and a criminal you know and she was like on yes. with her daughter and trying to um, make like what she does sound like a normal you know retail job you know yeah <laughs> i really like that i think they were just all excellent um oh, they were all excellent except for one actor which i desperately wish had not been in this movie james corden, james corden. if they had Ugh. stopped the movie when they were walking down the stairs he wouldn't it have been, been in bombs. it he wouldn't have been in it either and that's like just yeah oh, i just hate that man so much i just he can't balls, stand like it. i hate him
2: <laughs>
1: I actually saw him in person he was like a dick (laughs) (laughs) please tell okay well um I I went to a live taping of the late late show when I was in college uh undergrad we went to LA for like a a trip uh for like we went to different film studios and stuff we saw a live taping we were sat in the front and it was my friend's birthday and um the the warm-up comedian got people to like sing happy birthday but James like the entire time was on his phone texting and like literally even when the guest he had um oh what's his face from Ghostbusters actually um the guy Bill Murray no, 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 <laughs> the one in the very opening, <laughs> the one in the very open opening oh, oh, scene. Y-
0: the the uh, tall guy, guy t- the tall office. guy from the office. Yeah, yeah. Yes, mm-hmm. tall guy Sculpting
1: from the guy. office. Skeleton yes, boy. Yes, oh, skeleton okay. boy.
2: Gabe from the <laughs> office. <laughs> Gabe, Gabe from, from the, the office. office. Thank you. I <laughs> yeah. Think
1: of his fictional name in the office. <laughs> just had him and Hillary Swank on. Literally, like, did not care about them and only spoke to the camera. He like. Just, just so weird and like cold and like just strange. But anyway, I don't don't think he's real. Like, I think
0: he's like been imported from another dimension, and they were like, let's make him a celebrity because I don't. He's an alien. (laughs) He's 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 something else. He's something else. And that video. Oh my god! The fucking dance mob uh video where they oh like God. walk the yeah. road and dancing cinderella whatever I,
1: love
0: I hate it i hate oh. it i hate it i hate it
2: sorry
1: i love that this has become the roast of james corden <laughs>
2: this is exactly what this podcast is for it's well, just sorry if, guys this is, a, this is a james corden hate club okay
1: <laughs> yeah we're no longer talking about films we're just gonna hate on james corden for a james full corden. hour every single week <laughs>
0: <laughs> like the thing is, I don't he's a talk show host. Okay, fine, there are lots of other annoying talk show hosts there are. But why does he have to be an actor as well? I don't see Jimmy in a... Kimmel in all of these movies. I think he wants to
1: be an actor and not a talk show host because when I saw the live taping, <sighs> he literally cats. only spoke to the camera. I was like I was watching a play, not like a Ugh, talk like... show. Yeah, it was creepy. I I can't really describe this accurately. But, yeah, so I think he's trying to be an actor, and he really didn't need to be in the movie at all. No,
0: no. Like, the investigation part, it's like... He doesn't fit the role of an investigator. He's too... Like, whenever I see him, it feels like I'm eating a spoonful of butter. Like, that's the experience of seeing him (laughs) on screen.
1: That is so correct.
0: So,
2: yes. He's just (laughs) like, I remember when... When I was watching the movie, it was just like, oh, the fashion, the actresses, the soundtrack, like for the love of God. And it was just like, so like, yes. And then it was like, I was just sitting there in the theater and then James Corden came on. I remember I turned to my sister and I was like, like, are you saying this? You know, I was like, why, like, why is he here? Cause like, I guess like even the role of the investigator himself made like zero sense, but why did it have to be James Corden? Like there are so many British actors so many iconic actors it could have brought in but I like why it did it have been to a be James woman
1: it didn't like I could take anyone else more seriously mm-hmm. than literally James anybody Gordon. it was because like... it wasn't even no okay. sorry go on oh, okay I was gonna say it was like the director was like all right well I guess we need to like lighten the mood a little bit so let's get this funny guy out and he'll be funny but he but wasn't he... funny it's, he's not it's funny it's not a funny
0: role mm-hmm. like no. I don't like I don't understand like every other casting show is Wow, oh, exceptional. Why is he in here? Like did he I am sure he must have someone? like Yeah, he must have bribed someone. Been, like yeah. he must have asked for it cuz I don't see why anyone would go, "Oh, this is James Corden." Like I'm imagining and I'm like just like, "Oh, Sterling K. Brown would have been an excellent investigator." Yeah. Like I just like have somebody like kind of yeah, like actually over. put some pressure on someone serious, a little bit, you know, something. Yeah. Anyway, so yes. Um, fuck James Corden. <laughs> <laughs> conclusion it's
2: like, it wasn't even you know, he sucked I hate that guy because he just like you know it wasn't even like watching a character being played by James Corden it was just like James Corden is in this yeah. universe as an <laughs> so, investigator it's like weird I was wow. confused
1: because she was like oh he, they made it seem like he was in the other movies
0: because they were like
1: oh you busted you busted my brother you I know your brother I know your dad I was like do you like what? Imagine where did it come imagine,
0: from? Imagine James Corden arresting George Clooney. Like it just it's so goofy it's so goofy yeah.
1: I mean they could have made a Jack Black and I would have believed that one <laughs> I mean I love Jack Black come on like that would have been great yeah, I should have done that I just but.
0: um it's so weird and yeah again he's not a humorous role um but there is a lot of humor in the movie that I kind of like I love this there, just that one scene where Mindy calling when uh Elena Bonham Carter is talking French with that Cartier guy and she goes oh, yeah. oui and I'm just like Perfect. That's all you had to say. It was just <laughs> the mm-hmm. funniest moment in the movie was just Mindy Colling saying we. And I yes. just I just love it. Yeah.
2: Yes. The one thing they did have in common as a franchise is that Andy Garcia was in it though.
1: That is true. The only thing
2: I noticed though, that, sorry, that was just like really random, but I just saw it in my notes and I was like, oh, that's interesting. Sorry. That was like super, We can edit that out. <laughs> No. no.
0: Was, we want we want the inside. I
1: like, That's I didn't even notice that. That's a good observation. Also, I think what they were going for was they wanted him to look like Cuomo. Cause yeah. Cuz he kind of has a Cuomo-ish look which, you know, Cuomo is Nomo. We don't associate anymore. <laughs> yeah.
0: Uh. He kind of looks like him if he was an owl, if that makes sense. <laughs> Sorry, that makes no sense. I but... love, his, I love <laughs> these
1: analogies. James <laughs> Gordon is butter.
0: <laughs> and just Andy like a, a spoonful of butter with nothing else, you know? Like, that's it. It just doesn't belong there, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> <this is> so <laughs> so good. I think there was a lot of good stuff about this movie. If I think too much about it, I don't think it's a good movie, but I enjoyed it.
1: Yeah no I agree I agree I feel like you know again it doesn't have to be an amazing movie to exist like with all women mm-hmm. like
0: you know I just think it has like um it's pretty much like most Marvel movies where it has like a really good first two acts and then it kind of falls apart in the third act mm-hmm. but the first two acts are killer and I have no complaints about them yeah so I agree mm-hmm. all right is uh is Ocean's 8 feminist or not Yes. Yes.
1: Yes. Yes. I think we agree. Yes. <laughs> yes. <it is. laughs> I I just nodded silently them but this was a podcast.
2: <laughs> can you, can just it's like since I, it's a, just it looks like a video, I'm just like they can see me, but they can't.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so yes. In conclusion, yes.
0: Thank you guys so much for joining us today. Now next month, in honor of Halloween, we're getting a little bit spooky and are covering two contemporary horror movies with women in the lead. The first one is Midsummer, directed by Ari Aster, which surrounds the becoming, or destruction, of Dani, a young woman filled with grief, played by Florence Pugh, as she joins her boyfriend on what appears to be an idyllic summer trip to a small Swedish commune. But this trip quickly takes a much darker turn. Now this movie is available to watch on Netflix for UK viewers and the second movie we have is Anna Lili Amepus, A Girl Walks Home Alone at Night which is an Iranian-American movie that takes place in the ghost town Bad City, a place that just reeks of death and loneliness. In the darkness of the night a lonely vampire preys on the townsmen who disrespect women in the town. This movie is available to watch on Amazon Prime, and both of these can also be rented or purchased on demand. We will see you next month for a conversation on horror and feminism, coming out October 4th. Uh, Until then, follow us on Instagram at chickflixfilmclub, and at shesources underscore, and at makingitwomeninfilm. Everything we've talked about will also be listed and linked below in the description book. Alright, we'll see you next month. Bye!